This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open, James Jones, touchdown, Raiders! I'm not a big gambler, I only play the slots, because you know what they say, scared money, don't make money, and I got scared money. Rodgers, to the end zone, caught, for the touchdown, James Jones! John Gruden has not coached since 2008, so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level. You know, and it's just Cali swag. Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> What's good, Raider Nation? You are listening to Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our good friends at Bet Online, Visa, and Indeed. I'm Fallon Smith. My guy, James Jones, will join me in just a second. But first... Raiders! Whoa! Okay, again, I know. (laughs) I'm fired up, y'all. I'm sorry. I am sorry. It is Victory Tuesday, baby, after the Raiders' big win on Monday Night Football against the Saints in their beautiful, brand-new $2 billion stadium in Las Vegas, Allegiant Stadium. Now, before I bring in JJ, I just want to recap the game real quick. So the Raiders beat the Saints 34-24. to Now, after starting the game down 10-0, right, the Raiders scored on six of their last seven possessions. And if we're keeping it 300, y'all, I was a little worried at first. Not going to lie. And Raider Nation, don't try to lie either. So were you guys. I saw your tweets early on. Come on, defense. That was too easy. I even sent a too easy tweet as well. (laughs) Derek Carr, man, what are you doing? Why are you holding on to the ball so long? DC, you're missing wide open receivers. Then, of course, he gets sacked three times in the first two possessions. But then, guys, guess what? He got comfortable. He settled in with the help, of course, of his favorite target, Darren Waller, the baller. A few catches from Waller, and the Raiders were rolling. So finally, y'all, Raiders, third possession of the game, down 10-zip, right? D.C. throws a touchdown pass to Alec Ingold, still 10-7 Saints. Then, Saints respond. Drew Brees to former Raider Jared Cook, 17-7 Saints. But then, Raiders respond. 
Carr to Zay Jones for a 15-yard touchdown. Now, Zay's touchdown celebration was him pretending to give guys hand sanitizer. Pretty fitting, right? (laughs) I love that. Well, after that, it was still 17-14 Saints. Then right before the half, defense steps up. Nicholas Morrow picks off Drew Brees. It results in a Raiders field goal, so we're all tied up at 17 at the half. Then, third quarter, Gruden gets aggressive. On fourth and goal, Carr to Waller. Touchdown, Raiders. And the Raiders take a 24-17 lead. By the way, Waller stat line, no surprise, right? Finish with 12 catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown. He's the truth. Fourth quarter. Uh-oh. Jalen Richard <coughs> coughs it up. And then everybody's like, oh, my goodness, Drew Brees and company. They're going to get the ball back. They're going to score. Jalen, come on. What were you thinking? But guess what? The Raiders' defense gets a big stop. They step up. So the turnover doesn't result in points. And that was huge. So ensuing possession. Richard makes up for his fumble, runs it in from 20 yards out, and the Raiders take a two-score lead. But still plenty of time for Drew Brees and company, and by company, I mean Alvin Kamara, who had his way with the Raiders' defense. He easily scores to make it a one-possession ball game. Then, with just under two minutes to play, Raiders catch a huge break on third down. Thank you, Zebras. They call a P.I. on Janoris Jenkins. It was a P.I. I'm not sure if you would call it at that point of the game, but thank you, Zebras, again. (laughs) Sets up a Daniel Carlson 54-yard field goal attempt, and Carlson knocks it in to seal the game. Now get this, Carlson had zero makes from 50 yards or more last season. He only got two tries at it, but he didn't make either of them, right? Well, he's already hit two from outside of 50 yards this season, so clearly he was putting in work this offseason. I see you out there, Carlson. Okay, just win, baby. So again, the Raiders beat the Saints 34-24. to They put up 34 points for the second straight week and improved to 2-0 and on the season. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. All right, time now to bring in my good friend, Super Bowl champion wide receiver and current NFL Network analyst, James Jones and JJ, before you came on, I gave a quick recap of last night's game as the Raiders beat the Saints in their home debut in Las Vegas on Monday Night Football. You were not a believer entering this game, but we're going to get to that a little later, okay? I'll get on your head a little later. I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) However, we both did say this game is going to be on Derek Carr. And... Early on, bro, looked a little shaky, looked a little suspect. Took a bit for, you know, D.C. to get going. It wasn't until the Raiders, what, I think third possession of the game where he finally got comfortable, and then it was all systems go from there. Carr threw to 11, 11 different receivers. We talked about that, you know, in the last podcast, how many targets and weapons that he has. But anyways, Carr threw to 11 different receivers. His favorite target, of course, Darren Waller, who's a baller, but... J.J., no denying, Derek Carr outplayed Drew Brees on Monday Night Football. He was 28 of 38 for 282 yards, three touchdowns, had a 120 passer rating. Meanwhile, Brees, 26 of 38, 312 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and had a 91 passer rating. J.J., what did you see from your boy? I seen a guy that's 
really, like he said before in his in his interview, what he say? I feel really disrespected. I'm tired <laughs> of the disrespect. I'm tired of the disrespect. Okay, that's how he phrased it. Yeah, right there. So that's really what I say, man. Like like kid, go out there. Tired of everybody out there saying that he is not the quarterback. He shouldn't be the quarterback of the Oakland Raiders. Yep. He needs to do this and he needs to do that. And he came out there and for me. He did nothing different that he'd been doing. He went out there. He slanged the ball all over the yard. I mean, he hit a bunch of different receivers. I mean, the, the balls are on the money. Um, he was just – he was playing at a high level, man. And, you know, I said last night on TV, these are the type of games when you're the only game on and it's prime time and you show the world that, hey, y'all better start respecting me and putting me in that MVP conversation mm -hmm. too. Because if you really think about what Derek Carr did did last season and you heard Gruden get up on the, I mean, last, last night, and you heard Gruden get up on the podium and say, our defense still has a long way to go to play today potential. Yep. So we still got a team right now that Derek Carr is really carrying. You know what I mean? And, yes, give credit to the defense. I don't always want to come on here like I'm pounding the defense. Give credit to the defense because they got they the first two games of this season, they got a couple stops when they needed them. Yep. yep you know what I mean? Yep. And that's what you need your defense to do. You know what I mean? If, you're, if your offense is a strong point of your team, you need them to score. And defense, listen, we don't need you to stop them every time. But when we need a stop, we need y'all to buckle down and get a stop. They created some turnovers. They got they got a couple stops on Drew Brees and, and, and limited his, you know, his, his uh, opportunities on the field. I mean, the Saints only had seven possessions. Mm -hmm. Whenever you come out of a football game and you only have seven possessions, number one, that's credit to the offense and the defense. You know what I mean? But number two, as an offense, you can't get in the groove. You know what I mean? You ain't have enough plays, have enough possessions to get to, to get in the groove. So, you know, kudos to the defense for getting stops when they need it. But Derek Carr play lights out, man. But it's what we've been saying. This whole time, since we've been doing the podcast, I don't know, we've been doing this podcast for the last 10 years, I feel like, you know what I mean? We've been, <laughs> we've been saying Derek Carr is the truth, man. Yeah. But what I did love, though, is John Gruden finally stood up on that podium, and he didn't let everybody think and guess what he was going to say. Mm -hmm. He said, this kid is special. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So y'all need to chill out. We got us a good Put one. some you respect on his name. You know what I'm saying? And and coming from the head coach, finally, everybody ain't got to read your mind on what you think of Derek Carr and all that. The dude is special. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he went and showed that last night. I mean, shoot, you outplayed a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. You know what I mean? On Monday Night Football, you played well. You It's safe to say that, you know, Drew Brees had the better team. You know what I mean? You take away Michael Thomas, but, I mean, still on offensively, they got weapons. Yeah. Defensively, you know, everybody in the National Football League will probably take the Saints defense, yep. you know, except the, except the Raiders coaching staff. And Derek Carr went out there and outplayed them, man. So yep. great team win, but Derek Carr balled out. And to add to what you just said, yes, I love how Gruden praised Derek Carr. He said he made some throws that no quarterback that he has coached has ever made. And he said, quote, I have it written down right here. Once the defense starts playing to their potential, I think he'll be even better. Once the defense starts playing to their potential, I think Derek Carr will be even better. Guess what? We've been saying that, y'all. We know what Derek Carr is capable of. We know what the offense is capable of. Put some weapons around D.C. and then give D.C. at least a middle-of-the-pack defense. And we have been saying that. And yesterday was basically... Proof 
of what we've been saying. Derek Carr did what he was supposed to do. The offense did what they were supposed to do. And the defense, he still had some leaks. He still got a long way to go. But as, as J.J. said, you know, they made stops when they needed to and they made big plays when they needed to, including that Nicholas Morrow interception right before halftime. But did you see Derek Carr's demeanor at the podium, J.J.? Like, this is after a win, right? And he looked like he was fed up with the media, just all over his face. And I'm not going to lie, I like this Derek Carr. He has some ish to him, right? Um, maybe it's the facial hair. I don't know. But obviously, I think he has all this pent-up anger because it's no longer the, oh, it's all roses and flowers and great, even though the Raiders, you know, after they lose, hey, blame me, blame me. Oh, I love you guys. You know, he always used to say, I love you guys, like the media. You know, I love everybody. I love you guys, right? It's the quote-unquote Christian thing for him to do. Obviously, me being a Christian, yes, it is. Uh, but when it comes to just, you know, football and, and the football player, Derek Carr, Derek Carr, show me something, you know? It don't always have to be all good. And I think for his whole career, it's been all good. And he's held that anger inside of him. And he's like, I'm over this. <laughs> um, and what I also did like is he admitted, you know, how much this first win meant to him. The first win at Allegiant Stadium meant to him because he yeah. said, look, I moved to Las Vegas right after the season ended last year and everybody thought I was crazy because everybody was saying, you are not going to be the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders. He yeah. said, I come here and the first thing I see is Tom Brady on the front cover of a newspaper. And he said, you know what? That did add some fuel to the fire. Yeah. And so he's coming out and finally being real. Yeah. And, and as he should, man, you know what I mean? Because like I say, I'm telling you, man, and I know everybody is like, I want to make $100 million. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter the amount of money you make in the National Football League. Respect yeah. is everything. And when you feel like you grind and you work hard and you've given the organization everything that you got, battle back from injury, baller before the injury yeah. and just keep on playing. Never bark back at the media or the head coaches or anybody for anything they ever said to you. And then you see stuff like this. I'm telling you, man, respect <laughs> is everything. And that's what I feel like Derek Carr is basically telling telling everybody right now, man. Yeah. Like, y'all better respect me, man. Respect respect is everything. And he's playing better than Tom Brady right now. The Raiders probably be terrible with Tom Brady. <laughs> I feel like Tom Brady I feel like Tom Brady is done. When I watch Tom Brady on the football field, I don't want to get into Tom. But I feel like Tom <laughs> Brady is done. You know, we we got we they made the right choice keep keeping DC. But I was watching him on the podium last night, too. And the first thing I thought was this team is taking on their coach's personality. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, when you are with a coach consistently, great coaches, players take on their personality. The way they play, their demeanor, it's just it's just how it happens, man. And sometimes you don't even see it coming as a player. <laughs> like I watch I watch the interviews and I'm like, man, I'm saying the same coach saying stuff Mike McCarthy saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's just crazy. Like you take on the demeanor of your coach. And when I watch this Raiders football team, they all take on the demeanor of Gruden. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And you can see it more on the guys that's been with him a little bit longer. You know what I mean? But they're taking on his personality, man. And you watch that game last night. I mean, they grinding. They fighting hard. I mean, everybody going out there. I mean, we know they always play hard at home, you know, even though it wasn't no fans. They was going to come out there and play hard at home. But you can tell they taking on the demeanor of their head coach. Like, we them dudes. Yeah. We don't care what y'all talking about. We don't care who won the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. This is our year. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And that's how they play in the games and coming up to the podium. Like, hey, man, it's going to be tough for y'all to beat us. I just love it, though, because honestly, it was after a win, bro. And I didn't, I don't think I saw a smile from D.C. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I saw a smile at all. It looked like he's ready for the next game. <laughs> ready for the next game, which we'll get into a yeah. little bit later. But entering this game, we said this was going to be a measuring stick for the Raiders, right? And I liked how they measured up, JJ. You know, people were calling this Saints, you know, team Super Bowl contenders. Um, obviously, yes, not having Michael Thomas played a huge factor, one of the best in the game. But I'm not taking anything away from the Raiders' win at all because guess what? They played banged up as well. They were missing two of their top tackles. And then they lost Richie Incognito during the game and still run the crap out of the ball, right? And they were missing their quarterback of the defense, the middle linebacker, Nick Kwiatkowski. So um, injuries are all part of the game, no excuse. So what did we learn, JJ? And plain and simple for me, I'm just going to say we learned the offense is as good as we thought they were, and the defense needs to catch up. Yep, and you're exactly right, and that's that's what I was going to say. We learned that this offense is the truth because we what this defense was capable of last year, the New Orleans Saints defense. Mm -hmm. Third and sacks. You know, big time defense. You add Malcolm Jenkins, you know, to that secondary who they said. Uh, the Raiders looked at it and said, I'm glad y'all did at him because that's who we're going after. But <laughs> with that being said, we seen him last week against Tampa Bay, play lights out. And when I look at the Raiders not being full strength on the offensive line, still running the ball down their throat, and you're talking about big-time players on that defensive line, you know what I mean, and Cam Jordan and those fellas, and they ran the ball down their throat at will. Derek Carr had plenty of time to step up in the pocket and throw these throw these footballs down the field. He looked great, but I learned that this offense is the real deal. And what's crazy is, is they left so much out there. Yeah, they did. That's the crazy part. So that is what that's what gives you the most confidence mm -hmm. when you go out there and you beat an opponent like that, mm -hmm. and you. You come back on a Tuesday like this right here and you watch the film and you say, we could have had 50. Mm -hmm. That's the confidence builders of when you're watching the tape that can't nobody stop us. Mm -hmm. and, and there is nobody in this National Football League that's going to be able to beat us if we do what we're supposed to do. We just beat a great Saints team, had 34, and we could have had 50. Now, with that said, I want to actually ask you a question because early on, you were probably thinking, oh, here we go in the first two possessions. You know, Derek Carr sacked three times. He held onto the ball a little too long for the couple of those sacks, and there were open receivers downfield. I saw Ruggs, yeah. I saw Waller, et cetera. Do you think that was just nerves? Like, why did it take a little while for him to find his footing to get comfortable, you think? Well, number one, I think it's us watching TV and it's easy to spot open people. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. No, it's crazy because as I was watching the, the TV copy, yeah. I'm watching Monday night and I'm watching the, you know, announcers talk and all that. And I'm like, dude, 
You know, when people is running at your ankles and in your <laughs> face and all that type of stuff, it ain't that easy to see open receivers down the field. I'm not making it easy on D.C., but I'm saying, like, when you're looking from the top down on the field, it's easy to say, oh, he had Darren Waller. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, we all, could, we all could point that out. But, no, hey, listen, it's hard to start games fast. I mean, you feel like you have the right place to come out and start fast, you know what I mean? But, hey, sometimes the defense comes out and they make plays. And like I've been saying all season long, early in the season, defenses start out ahead of offenses. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So when they came out, their first 15 plays wasn't that good. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. they did not work. The Saints had the juice. They, they they got after them the first possessions. But you could tell everybody settled in. The yeah. whole line settled down. You know what I mean? Coach Gruden settled down. D.C. settled down. I mean, it was sometimes D.C. was standing up in that, having a Krispy Kreme donut and a cup <laughs> of coffee back there and just delivering these passes. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, they started off. Only thing that scared me, I'm never scared of the offense. Yeah. I always feel like the offense will catch. Only thing that scared me is the defense was just giving up everything. Oh, my God. Alvin Kamara yes. had his way. Yeah. First Early half, in the woo. game, the defense was giving up. Everything I'm like, man, the Raiders going this gonna be this gonna be forty two to seventeen. <laughs> yeah. that, 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 that that's what I was thinking. But yeah. then the Raiders defense buckled down. But the yeah. best thing about it mm -hmm. is the offense kept Drew Brees off the field. Yeah. Derek yeah. Carr and that offense was going eight minute drives mm -hmm. and capitalizing with points. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And most of the time they was capitalizing with touchdowns, you know. So so that was the big thing for me. They kept Drew Brees off the field, but it was a slow start for for the offense, but the offense has too many weapons for me to get worried about and be like, oh, shoot, yeah. Derek Carr and them and Trump. They got too many weapons. So it's like, I, I always feel like they'll, they'll figure their way out of that. But the defense, I was like, oh, this is shit. <laughs> but so. winning the time of possession was huge, though, yes. for the Raiders. Yes. No doubt yes. about that. And as far as defense goes, yeah, I felt the same way. You know, Alvin Kamara having his way on the ground, through the air, he was just doing whatever he wanted to do, basically. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. oh Jesus, this is about to be a long night. But then, <laughs> but then they finally, you know, buckled down. And this is actually kind of reminding me, JJ, a little bit, just right now because it's very early on in the season. But in 2016, when the offense would put up points at will, right, we would light up the scoreboard. Yeah. And the defense gave up a ton of yards. But guess what? They got takeaways and they got stops when that's the it. Raiders needed them to. So, yeah, But hopefully, you know, I think on paper – this defense is better than the 2016 defense. So if, you know, like Gruden said, you need to show what you guys are capable of. Yes. And luckily for the Raiders, they're 2-0 right now. That's it. So just That's win, it. baby. You know, they're 2-0 while the defense is still trying to, you know, find their footing. Hey, everything feel better when you win. For sure. Okay, we have to talk about Darren Waller and what he means to this offense, okay? Waller woo, just found different ways to get open downfield to the tune of 12 receptions, 103 yards, and a touchdown. JJ, Saints started to double-team them there yeah. in the third quarter. They threw the double-team treatment. Yep. As they should. And Raiders, guess what, are fine with that, especially going forward when defenses are going to have to game plan against the Raiders, you know, because it's going to open things up for other guys. And when you have a, a back like Josh Jacobs, defenses, you know, have to pick their poison, right? So it's a good problem to have for the Raiders. Um, and I'm going to say this. In my opinion, JJ, tell me this is A-plus and right on, spot on. Darren Waller is obviously one of the best tight ends in the National Football League. I am saying top two. Obviously, people will say, okay, let's say top three because you have to include him, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. I'm putting him at top two right now. Who are you putting? Who, I'm saying Travis Kelsey, 
him and then George Kittle. Only because George Kittle's a little banged up right now, obviously. But because I'm obviously biased, I'm going <laughs> Kelsey, even though I don't like him. Um, and then Darren Waller and then George Kittle. You know what? It's, 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 it's tough for me to disagree with you. It is, it, is, it is really tough for me to disagree with you. Okay. I don't know if I'm ready to put him up in front of Kittle yet. But when I watched him play yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't get to talk about this on TV, but I was thinking the same thing you were thinking. And I was thinking this dude might be the best tight end in the game. And the reason why I say that is why do people why do people put George Kittle in front of Travis Kelsey? Because the first thing they say is he can't is Kittle, I mean is Kelsey don't block. Oh yeah, they do say that. Kittle Kittle's the whole package. He he don't never gotta come off the field. Kelsey, you know, he don't block the run game, you know, suffers a little bit when he in the game. Pass game, he's dynamic. Darren Waller never comes off the field. Mm-mm. Run plays, pass mm. plays, uh, uh, jumble plays, yeah. uh, uh, created plays. It don't. It don't matter. Uh, what, what? What am I thinking? Uh, what, what? What formation am I thinking? Wildcat plays. He don't. <laughs> he does not come <laughs> off the field, man. He is a every down tight end. He mm-hmm. does everything. And then when I watch him, I'm like, man, okay. He started off at receiver and then moved to tight end. Yep, yep, yep. So route running wise, as you watched his routes yesterday, he runs routes like a receiver in a tight end body. Yep. You know what I mean? Like some of the routes he was running yesterday, I mean, he was running slants. He was running out routes. I mean, they put him on the outside. They put him in the slot. Now, I've never seen them put George Kittle on the outside. You know, mm-hmm. I know everybody say that George Kittle's one of the best tight ends. I agree. But I've never seen him line up on the outside and run these slants and run hitches and run go routes and things like that. A lot of his work is done in, in the inside. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a very good argument that Raider Nation has, man, with Darren Waller, you know, as a tight end being top two. You know what I mean? He's, he's, a, dy- he's a dynamic player. You know what I mean? So... It's tough for me to argue with that on, on now, but those two dudes you just said is big time, too, though. So, obviously, because I have a bias, I'm a Raiders fan, and I hate yeah. the 49ers more than I hate the Chiefs. I'm sorry, guys. It's just what it is. <laughs> so, clearly, I'm not going to go with George Kittle, even though, yes, he is a freaking baller, and he does know how to block. Travis Kelsey, I have to go with what he's done to the Raiders, right? He's been a Raiders killer, and the numbers that he's put up have been ridiculous. <laughs> so, I'm saying Kelsey, Waller. Kittle. Well, I love Kelsey, so I'm going Kelsey Kittle Waller. Oh, I thought you were trying to argue against him because he didn't know how to block. No, 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 no. Still with that being said, come on, Fallon. I play receiver. I didn't like blocking. I'm going <laughs> Kelsey. <laughs> I'm going Kelsey. Oh, I'm going Kelsey, then I'm going Kittle, then I'm going uh Let's then I'm going Dare Waller. Yeah, okay, yeah. Kelsey has a, a bigger body of work and his numbers have just been yeah. ridiculous year in and year out. And Kittle and, and Waller have just really jumped on the scene recently. So you have to give credit to Travis Kelsey. Sorry, Raiders fans. I know you all hate Hey, the there's nothing City wrong Chiefs. with the third best tight end in the game. Dare Waller is a baller. <laughs> Ain't no need to say sorry to these Raiders fans. That- Dude's a baller. True, Third true, true. best tight end from what he came from, man. You know what I mean? True. And you can argue about putting him up if you want to. That's just our opinion. 
Yeah, you know true. what I mean? Be Waller a baller, man. True, 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 true. Um, but real quick, when it comes to Josh Jacobs, I just want to touch base on this. You know, he had 88 yards on the ground, another 17 through the air. And I know he only averaged 3.3 yards per carry. But, James, what impressed me the most about him was the yards after contact yesterday. I think half of his yards on the ground came after contact you're absolutely right man i was i was watching the young fella you know i set my kids down like y'all watch him run man <laughs> watch him hit the watch him hit these holes man and you know what i mean he ain't got no fear they don't want to tackle him man it's it's gonna be times man and i know vegas don't get cold like that but it's gonna be times where they got to go into some of these cold places in december and you're not gonna want to talk tackle josh jacobs man coming behind that big time old line punishing you like that man but his yards after contact was special and you could tell and i know he had a special rookie year mm-hmm. but you can tell that this game is starting to slow down for him even more and more. You know what I mean? Because when you watch him in the goal line and running and hitting him spin moves and trying to trying to get in the end zone and all that, you could tell that the game is slowing down for him even more and more. And that's why you see him even getting more opportunities in the past game as well. The game is starting to slow down for the young fella even more, even as great as he was last year before he got hurt. And that's scary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because – he hasn't even reached his full potential yet, man. But they had no answer for him, man. They didn't. They they didn't want to hit him. I mean, he running through safeties. He running through everybody. I mean, they waiting for him because they don't know what he gonna do. And he he running through these boys. But I mean, he gonna be a special back, man, for for a long time. You know, God keep him healthy. But he's he was fun to watch. I'm telling you, this Raiders offense. We've been saying Ferrari. Even San Ferrari, they, they they got this thing going. It's cranked up. You know, when you come outside the hotel, see that Ferrari, and it started. Yeah, yeah. You're like, ooh, where are they going? <laughs> <laughs> and hey, that's how, hey, and that's kind of how it is with this Raiders offense right now. Shoot, what they trying to do? How far are they trying to go? Where are they going? I'm going to get behind them. You know what I mean? <laughs> and all we're asking the Raiders defense to do is be like, not even a Cadillac. You could just be like a Honda Civic, bro. Really yeah, good. Hey, that's it. That's all we asking, man, is you to just be where you're supposed to be. Hey, get from A to B. Some good things happen. You get a couple turnovers here and there. Get it back to the offense. That's all good. Oh, man. That's hilarious. All right. It's time to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will discuss how Mark Davis is a man of his word. No fans, no Mark, y'all. Plus, we will go over our bold predictions from week two, see how James and I fared. And then we will look ahead to the Raiders' week three matchup in New England against Cam Newton and the New Look Patriots. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, Blue Wire listeners. Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities. Whether they are our corner stores, our coffee spots, or our favorite shops, local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders. They call us by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile to support us and our community. And right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So now is the time for us to return the favor. So the next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be. 
official partner of the NFL. So even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. And Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Now, unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire that you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And get this, guys. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free, yes, free, $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and see it fast. So try Indeed out with a free, again, free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is the best offer available anywhere, I promise you. So again, go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. All right, we are back. So obviously it was a bummer that no fans were allowed in the stadium. It would have obviously added to the magic on Monday night. With that said, Mark Davis, he's a man of his word, man. He said, hey, if no fans aren't going to be allowed in the stadium, then guess what? I'm not going to be in the stadium either. And he wasn't. He watched the game from the Raiders headquarters in Henderson. So he stuck to his word, stood by his word, right? I appreciate that. But if I'm the owner, I'm there, man. I'm taking it all in. But I respect Mark Davis and Mark Davis's way because he's all about the fans. He's like, Raider Nation, I'm with you. If y'all can't be there, neither can I. Well, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm try to write a petition because if the Raiders keep playing like they play like that, even when the fans do come back, Mark, you can't come. <laughs> <laughs> You can't, you can't come, Mark. You know what I mean? If we go ball out like this and we go play at a high level like this that you're watching it from Henderson, you're going to have to stay in Henderson. We'll make it real nice for you over there, though, man. Have a <laughs> bunch of TVs and all that. Have everything you want, man. Treat it like game day, but you can't come. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we play we play it at a high level when you're not when you're not in this building, man. So, it's my you know, no, but I, I appreciate it, though. That, <laughs> That's awesome. That, that's awesome, though, man, just to let your fans know that you ride with them. You know what I mean? You can't be there, even though I can walk up in the building and when Derek Carr hike the ball, I can tell him to throw it to me. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to say, hey, man, my fans can't go. I can't go. That, that's awesome right there. Hey, what I thought was even more awesome was Carol Davis lighting the torch. The inaugural oh, yeah. lighting of the L. Davis torch. I thought that was awesome that she was in the house and did it, and it was just really special. It kind of gave me goosebumps, ain't gonna lie. Yeah, that's, that's the good stuff. I don't know if you knew this, JJ, but through the first two weeks of the NFL season, only five teams in the NFL have scored 60 or more points. There's only one of them that isn't 2-0. and <laughs> I bet you could guess who that is. Cowboys. No, Falcons. <laughs> 
They're all in two. They've scored 64 points. Now the Raiders are up there 68 points. Ravens 71, Seahawks 73, and the Packers 85. Your Packers 85 points. But the Raiders put up 34 points back-to-back weeks. I'm pretty excited. Now they obviously have a tough opponent coming up, um, and we are going to get to that in a second. But I just wanted to roll through. Our bold predictions from week two and how off we were, or not off we were. I think we both had some some good bold predictions. My first two, not so much. So Cleveland Farrell, two sacks. Ha <laughs> ha! Definitely did not happen. Uh, Raiders didn't even get pressure on Drew Brees. <laughs> I think that, you know, Abram got close. But other than that, man, Brees was clean, clean, clean. Um, and then I had Henry Ruggs getting over 100 yards. Uh, he only had one catch for four yards. Now, mm. now we'll say... He was open a couple times downfield, like twice, wide open in the beginning. You, you did game. not get your bold predictions. <laughs> he had four yards. <laughs> Damn it. Anyways, I was way off. It was Darren Waller who was the baller, clearly. Okay, and then the third, I got this close, 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 close. I said Raiders win. And I said it was going to be another close one. I said it was going to be 31 to 28. Now it was 34 to 24, but. At least I had them winning, unlike <coughs> my counterpart here, JJ, who had the Saints winning 42 to 35. What's up with that, bro? Hey. What's up with that? Hey, see, I, hey, I was only one point off the Raiders score, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was only one point off that. But listen, hey, man, look, this is a Saints team. I seen them rolling last week coming off of smashing Tom Brady, you know. Hey, I'm not even going to lie. I, I'm not a believer in our defense yet. You know what I mean? So I'm like, dang, Drew Brees coming to town. Even without Michael Thomas, I still feel like they're going to ball. It's going to be tough on the Raiders. But, hey, I got a smile on my face on Tuesday. Like, they got a smile on their face because you proved me wrong. You know what I mean? He said, shut up, JJ. We are a better team than you think we are. And we slapped the Saints. So, hey, I don't care nothing about that little prediction down there, man. The dub's a dub. I will say this, JJ. I will say, and I actually want to tell Raider Nation this. I gave JJ an opportunity to flip, y'all. I text him, no Michael Thomas. Do you still think the Raiders are going to lose? And you said, yep. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and did you just hear what I just said? I know. I, you know just, what I'm I, just wanted, I just wanted Raider Nation to know. I gave you I'm another opportunity. I'm not a believer in our defense yet, so they got to keep proving me right okay. and proving me wrong. <laughs> okay. Now, James did get a couple right. His bull predictions were dang near spot on two of them out of the three. Um, Derek Carr, 350 yards, four touchdowns. Close. Mm. I mean, not on the yard. That's crazy. I said that they would lose and Derek Carr would play like that. Dang, what's wrong with you, JJ? <laughs> what is wrong with you? 282 <laughs> and three touchdowns. So at least you were kind of close in a way. Um, he did have a great game. And then Darren Waller, you were damn near spot on here. This is crazy. So you said Darren Waller had 11, 11 catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Mm. Wow. 12 receptions, 103 in a touchdown. You were damn Ooh, near spot on. boy. I'm telling you, I told you them two cats was going to ball. Y'all better start listening to me when y'all go back. I guess the win wasn't a prediction or the loss wasn't a prediction. You said Josh Jacobs, three receiving touchdowns. He didn't score yeah. last night. That's okay. That's all right. You were at least more on than I was, except for the yeah. one that counts the most. Is the win or the loss, and that was me, baby. Well, it depends, because if you're a fantasy owner, you like my Darren Waller pick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very true, very true. I, I liked it, but it still didn't get me the W. Damn. Anyway, um, I won in one league, lost in the other league, and I was pissed because Darren Waller's on my team, and he's 
I think, scored 28 for that team, and I still lost by three points. So that means I came into the game down like 30-something. So um, anyways, thank you, Darren, for almost getting me the W last minute. Um, All right, so up next, short week for the Raiders, JJ. They traveled New England to face Cam Newton and the New Look Patriots. I can't lie, I'm a little nervous about our run defense against this team, okay? Pats, they're obviously they came off a huge win in game one against the Dolphins and then a loss to Seattle. Um, I don't remember the last time that Bill Belichick lost two games in a row. Yeah. Now, obviously, this is a different team, JJ, but whew, I don't know, it's a tough one for me. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a tough challenge, man. I mean, you watch Cam Newton against the Seattle Seahawks, man, and they had no answer for him. And they had no answer for his legs. They had no answer for his for his arm. I mean, he was doing anything and everything he wants, man. And he looks like he's back to MVP form camp. Mm-hmm. The only bad thing about it is that defense couldn't stop dangerous. Nope. You know what I mean? And, and Russell Wilson had a totally different plan. But it's going to be a tough task, especially for the defense, man, because on the defensive side of the ball, this offense presents so many different formations. You know what I mean? And – I always feel like it's harder to stop a running quarterback than it is to stop a Drew Brees and a Tom Brady. Yeah. Because you can drop those extra guys in coverage and things like that. You cannot do that on Cam. Mm -hmm. Cam will get outside this pocket and make plays. It's hard to play man-to-man coverage because if you turn your back to Cam Newton, he going to run forever. So it's going to be a tough talent challenge for this defense, man, trying to trying to figure out the way to stop to stop Cam, man. So it'll be interesting to see. Do I think the Patriots defense can stop our offense? No. Nope. I think our offense will have to have their way out there if they don't kill themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But so it'll be a good game. But so I think the thing with with uh, playing a, a guy like Cam Newton, God, it's like you don't know what to expect. It's still a small sample size. Him coming off for injury, but you know that he can run and make plays on his feet, right? And you know that broken plays sometimes turn into touchdown plays and big, and big plays. And you know that because you play with a guy like Aaron Rodgers who made huge plays when there was nothing going on and made huge plays out of the pocket. But I'm a little nervous because of that, because we talk about how we know the Raiders are going to put up points, but what is this defense going to do? Are the defense going to be able to make a stop here and there? Um, I think, you know what? Yes, they're going to force Cam Newton into some mistakes, a few mistakes. Now, is he still going to – I think he's going to run in for three touchdowns. I think that Cam Newton's going to run for three touchdowns, going to run for 80 yards. This is not even part of my bowl predictions. I'm doing bowl predictions based on the Raiders. (laughs) But I think Cam Newton's going to run for three touchdowns, rush for 80 yards, and maybe throw for another two. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game in my opinion, Um, and I think that it is going to be a shootout as far as the score goes, but uh, most of the plays are going to be made on the ground when it comes to the Patriots, in my opinion, and the Raiders' defense is going to have a tough time um, keeping up with that. As we saw, they couldn't even keep up with Alvin Kamara. Um, And then you add in, you know, a Cam Newton to the mix. Holy mackerel. So when it comes to bold predictions, JJ, now I'm just making this up because I didn't come prepared (laughs) entering (laughs) entering this podcast. So bold predictions um, for me, number one. Brian Edwards will have five catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. That's bold. Isn't that? That's, that's, bo- that's, that's, bold. that's bold. Yes, it's bold that's... because, because hello, maybe it's Darren Waller. Maybe it's Henry Ruggs. Maybe it's somebody else. But I'm saying yeah. Edwards is having 80 yards, a touchdown, and five catches. 
That's a pretty good. I mean, he had two catches last night for almost 50 yards. Oh, man, you over here hating <laughs> on me. What was his stats? Thanks a lot. You know, didn't he have like, shoot, he might have had close to 80 last night. No, he didn't. Oh. No, he didn't, JJ. I don't know how bold that is. Oh, my God. Why are you going to hate on my, why are you going to hate? Hold on. He had mother of an effort. 42 yards. He had two catches for 42 yeah, yards. Yeah, he averaged a 20. 20 yards a catch, man. Oh. So basically, if he averaging 20 yards a catch, you say five catches, that's 120. Okay. <laughs> but that's why it's a bold prediction, because I'm saying it's not. 120 is bold. Man, but go ahead. I, you I ain't going to message a bold. You go are, ahead. You Brian are... Edwards, five oh. for 80 and a tinker. Okay, no, go ahead. You're such a hater. Brian Edwards, five catches, 80 yards. I'm going to see your oh. damn bold predictions. Let's see what you got going on. Max Crosby is going to get an interception off a blocked pass. I don't know. I just want Max Crosby to do something. Actually, screw it. Max Crosby is going to get a pick six off a blocked pass. Pick six. That's bold. That's bold. You know what I'm saying? That's bold. D-line going in there getting yep. a pick six. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Whoop, whoop. Had to, like, step up my game real quick. And guess what? <laughs> The Raiders, I'm just going to do it again. Might as well. Raiders are going to win. They mm. going to win it. I got to do the math on this one. They're going to win it. They're going to score another 30-piece. 30-piece. It's going to be 38 <laughs> to 35 Raiders. 38-35 Raiders. Oh, I like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, these are Raiders bowl predictions, right? Okay, yeah. so... Or you could just do game bowl predictions. I'm, I don't know why I made it Raiders, but whatever. Okay. My first bowl prediction is Derek Carr. Back-to-back, back back, three touchdown passes games. All right, That's not a bowl prediction. He will have three <laughs> touchdowns, and he will throw for 300-plus. But what I'm saying, I mean, against a Patriots defense in in Foxborough, that's a tough task. 300 yards, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm, whatever. Right. Okay, bull prediction. Then okay. I'm going to say, because I believe Nelson Aguilar needs more opportunities in this offense. Ooh, I believe and that I'm too. Going, I'm going to say the coaching staff sees that. So we're going to see more Nelson Aguilar. I'm going to say surprise, surprise, a fantasy alert. Go pick up Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar will have seven receptions in this game, uh-huh. and he will have 100-plus yards, Ooh. and he will have two. Oh, that's bold. He will have two of Derek Carr's touchdown passes, two of them. You know why that's not going to happen? Well, I mean, no, I hope it's no. a, it's bold predictions, but I'm just saying. I don't know. Do you see all of the guys who caught passes I see, yesterday? I see all the weapons. Ingold, I've been on all. you had Ingold, Zay Jones, and Darren Waller. Yeah, caught the I touchdown passes. Yeah, I seen all the people that caught them passes. That's my bold prediction. Then my third bold prediction. Hmm. Is it going to be final score? You're not giving the final score. You're just going to do another bold prediction. You got to do no, a final I'll, score. I'll do, no, yeah, my final score, yeah. I, my, the final score of the game is the Las Vegas Raiders, 28. The New England Super Cab Patriots, 30, ah! 35. You're going against them again? Oh, <laughs> oh. Going against the Raiders, man. Oh. 
you're going against them again. <laughs> Let's see how. See, if you are 0-2, if you are 0-2, you hey. better flip the switch the following week, even though they guess hey. who they're playing the following week. Who is it, Chiefs? Josh Allen and the Bills. Ooh-wee, that's going to be a tough one for us to pick. I ain't going to lie. Well, they're coming off a good challenge for them then. Because yeah. Cam is Cam going to do the same thing Josh going to do. True, true, true. You really think that they're – okay, actually, of course you do because you're making this prediction. You think the Raiders yeah. have a chance? How about that? That's a good question for oh, you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think they got a chance in every game, but I'm taking Super Cam in the Pats. Bottom line, though, remember how last time we said Raiders, this is going to be on the shoulders of Derek Carr. He has to outplay Drew Brees. This game is defense. You got to step up. You mm-hmm. cannot let Cam carve you up. Because that's the thing with Cam. If you let Cam and that offense do what they do, Derek Carr and them going to be on the sidelines. And possessions is really going to matter. You're exactly. going to have to get the most out of your possessions because Cam going to eat that clock up. So the defense going to have to step up. Bill Belichick versus John Gruden. It's going to be interesting. Yep, yep. I actually think that they're going to win the Raiders. And everybody's going to be talking about Bill Belichick. Loses back-to-back games for the first time in, shoot, I don't even know the stats. So I got to go back and look at it. But that's going to be the headline. It's going to be the headline on Monday, JJ. We shall see. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us and write a review. We would really appreciate it. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out. Yeah, the wait is finally over. Football is back. Now, you may not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.